let me have that here, please. Before you're seated, before you're seated. Yeah, that's cool. Right there. Perfect. Perfect. Let's just, I just won't be real here. We, it's, yeah. So, traveling around the world for X number of years, preaching the gospel, and by the grace of God, 1 Corinthians 15.10, just seeing atmospheres shift towards righteousness and biblical justice, Christ being exalted and setting people free and unleashing destiny. So you visit different places, right? And it's, and it's an assignment, but with transparency of heart, and the only one that can validate this in your spirit will be the Holy Spirit. This is a different cup of tea. This is not just an assignment. This is one of the most wonderful gatherings I have ever had the privilege of ministering to in all of my years of ministry. You, you're, all, you're all different. You're, you're special. <laughs> yeah, you are. But it's your grace, you're real. The authenticity, the transparency, the humility. It's like, how can I put this? You're more obsessed with lifting up the brand of Jesus than anything else. You really believe that there's still power in the name of Jesus? Here, here, here. You're, you're crazy. You actually believe that the Holy Spirit is actually still moving. And... and like signs and wonders and miracles and healings, that's not an anomaly. That's part of your DNA every single day of your life. So you are what some moral relativists and secularists would deem or characterize or assign the following nomenclature and verbiage to, you are Jesus freaks. Are there any Jesus freaks in the house? Are there any Jesus freaks in the house? So Pastor Sam and Pastor Kathy, you guys are remarkable. You're brilliant, you're beautiful, you're anointed, you're gifted, you're special. <laughs> Everybody give it up to the best pastors on the planet. Pastor Sam, don't go anywhere on me. Don't go anywhere on me. We're gonna expedite the process. I, I'm gonna hurry up here. Like just a few minutes, like a handful of minutes, because there's a prophetic impartation that the Spirit of God placed in me that we're going to do, that it has to do, and we're going to end it. And después que el poder de Dios va a quedar aquí en este lugar, y la unción del Espíritu Santo va a fluir aquí. Y lo que no le guste, no le guste, pero todo el mundo va a fluir aquí. So, so, okay, okay, as you stand, I just want to read scripture as you stand. And you can be seated, and you won't be seated for long because there's going to be something, and then the, and then the, and woo, hey, okay. So, let me. Let me, let me just give you, it's gonna, Pastor Sam, really, this is, you're, yeah, are you ready for this? Okay. 
don't, don't distract him, guitar players, lead worship. You're, you're distracting him. You're just, 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 just you, you look Puerto Rican, so stop the stuff right there. You're like, like Mark Anthony's brother. Here it is, real quick. So Elijah, 1 Kings 19, 19, crazy verse. This is, oh boy, how are we going to do this? So 1 Kings 19, 19. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12 team. Elijah went over to him and threw his mantle, his cloak around his shoulders, and then walked away. I'm going to read that one more time. So Elijah went and found Elisha plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing 12 teams. Elijah went over to him, threw his cloak around his shoulders, and then walked away. 2 Kings 2.11. As they were walking along and talking together, Elijah and Elisha, suddenly, aha, hence the theme. Suddenly, a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two men. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. I want to speak to you for just a few set of minutes on the plow of perseverance and the mantle of promotion. If you can push the plow, you can carry the mantle. I'm going to say that one more time. If you can push the plow, you can carry the mantle. It's a biblical metaphor. You'll get it in a second. If you push the plow, you can carry the mantle. Another subtitle would be, when heaven starts it, hell cannot stop it. Before you're seated, high-five the neighbor that you like the most this entire conference and tell him, when heaven starts it, hell cannot stop it. When heaven starts it, hell cannot stop it. You may be seated, you may be seated. Don't, don't go anywhere, Pastor Sam. I'm going to call you out in a second. I need you to help me. This, this is my, my modern-day plow. We're going to illustrate. This will be my, 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 this is a new a plow in my world for today. And this is like a mantle. And you're going to help me here because, yeah, yeah. It's, I got to just give you the historical background here. Hey, this is the story of Elijah and Elisha. It's a story of a man named Elijah who was the prophet of God with the mantle and a man named Elisha who we find plowing a field. We find Elisha pushing the plow, breaking ground and sowing seed. Elijah comes along, places his mantle upon them and walks away. It changed the world. They lived in a time where there were some interesting characters alive. There was a king named Ahab. Ahab was a mucho malo hombre. He was a horrible king. He had a wife named Jezebel. She was nasty on steroids. She hated the prophets, she hated the preachers, and she rejected truth. But Elijah was God's chosen prophet, a man of a mantle, a man of a message, a man of a mission. And that Elijah saw a man named Elisha pushing a plow, breaking ground, and sowing seed. When as instructed by God, he places his mantle upon him. One that was subsequently embodied the notion of a greater portion. There it is. I want you to hear me carefully. And again, I'm going to reiterate something here. We live in some interesting times. Ahab represents forces of access and authority attempting to prompt us to sacrifice truth on the altar of expediency. 
Jezebel represents the manipulative, sexually coercive, perverse, corrupt, cultural spirit, intent to kill the prophetic voices, silence truth, and construct Asherah poles in order to marginalize the oracles of righteousness and justice. Simply stated, in New Zealand and all around the world today, the spirit of Jezebel is alive and well, persecuting, prosecuting, and attempting to decapitate the children of the cross. The spirit of Ahab is alive and well, robbing love, killing joy, and destroying peace. The spirit of Baal is alive and well, demanding that truth be sacrificed on the altar of the false. But we are here not to repeat the bad news, but to declare the good news. It's not over. It is not over. And how do we know it's not over? Regardless of what Jezebel may do and Baal may do and Ahab may do, we know it's not over because of the power of still. What still? God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. So it's interesting to me how in that day and age, Pastor Sam, you ready? Because... There came this transfer process that began. Elisha was pushing the plow, breaking the ground and sowing the seed. When Elijah found him and placed his mantle upon him and walked away, it changed the world. It changed the history, the trajectory of Israel, one that, that was subsequently embody the notion of that greater portion. But listen carefully. Elisha wasn't watching Netflix. He wasn't binging. And Elisha was pushing the plow. It's not a coincidence that the man that was pushing the plow is the same person that ended up with the mantle. If you've, if, if you've never pushed the plow, there should be no expectancy of receiving the mantle. What does that mean? Pushing the plow is a metaphor. It's for if Elisha, we know this via the conduit of appropriate biblical historical contextualization. We know that Elisha, being who he was in his family, would have to wake up every morning with the exception of the day of rest, every single morning without exception, and he would have to push the plow, break the ground, and sow the seed. He would have to do that on good days and bad days, on sunny days and rainy days, on days where everybody liked him on Facebook, and on days where everybody hated on him on Twitter. So every single day, Elisha would have to wake up and he would have to push the plow, break the ground, and sow the seed. When he was happy and when he was sad, he would push the plow, break the ground, and sow the seed. Um, in, the, in the time of drought, in the time of rain, he would have to push the plow, break the ground, and sow the seed. But he pushed it. So it's not a coincidence that the plow pusher ended up with the mantle. So I'm speaking to everyone in this arena who has been pushing the plow and breaking the ground and sowing the seed in you in your family in your home in your marriage in your ministry in your relationship in your career in your studies in your destiny in your faith walk with Christ you get up in the morning and you push the proverbial plow and you've been breaking the ground and you've been sowing the seed and some of you you've done it on sunny days and on rainy days on days with a smile on your face and on days with tears rolling down your cheeks but you continue to push the plow break the ground and sow the seed. If you and, and you know what I'm talking about, he is keep on pushing, keep on pushing, keep on pushing. Some of you, some of you have been through a process, interesting process indeed, where it came to the moment where this, this plow pushing process became so precarious and so difficult 
that you actually told God, I can't push it anymore. I can't do this anymore. I just can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. And you told God when you went to bed that night, completely exhausted, drained out of every single vestige of faith or hope, you said, God, I am done. I'm done pushing the plow. I'm done breaking ground, and I'm done sowing the seed. That's what you said when you went to bed at night. You said, I will never do it again. I can't do it again. But somehow, the next morning came. And when the morning came, you got right back up, and you continued to push the plow, break the ground, and sow the seed. And if, and if that's you, by the way, the reason that you got up, the reason why you didn't stay down, you didn't get up because you're from New Zealand, from Samoa, from Tonga, from the Philippines, from Great Britain, from Italia, Viva Italia, from anywhere else. You didn't get up because you were black, white, yellow, or brown. The reason you got up, even after you said you weren't going to get up, it's real simple. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Romans. 811 that's why you got up it's not because of your personality it's not because of your money it's because of the Holy Ghost inside of your life that's the reason you got up and you continue to push the plow so when you've been pushing the proverbial plow if you've been breaking ground and sowing seed if you've been pushing pushing in life it's a metaphor for those that push, even when life makes no sense. When those that push, even in the midst of a drought. So if you've been pushing the plow, breaking the ground and sowing the seed, somehow, if you've been doing this on bad days and good days, raise your hand. Let me see you. If you know what it is to push the plow, if you know what it is to push, keep on going and keep on pushing and keep on doing it, even when it makes no sense. Even in the midst of difficult distance, even, even when you're not the strongest, even when you're not perfect, if you continue to push it, raise both hands. So I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit told me to tell you. Here it is. For every single person here who's been pushing the plow, breaking ground, and sowing the seed. On good days and bad days, rainy days and sunny days, some days with a smile on your face and some days with tears rolling down your cheeks. On days where the windows of heaven shined on you and on days where the powers of hell were unleashed to stop you. Here's the word. Here it is. For all the plow pushers here in New Zealand, here it is. There's a mantle from heaven coming your way. There's a heavenly deposit coming your way. There's a shift in your atmosphere coming your way. There are resources and harvests coming your way. There is a new anointing and a new outpouring of the grace and the favor of God coming your way. If you receive it, give God your best shout of praise. If it's yours, raise both hands. If it's yours, now Pastor Stan, come here. Because I'm going to show you, Pastor, what the Holy Spirit showed me. Just pick that up for a second for me, my friend. Just like that. Just like that. Simple. So, to you, to this tribe, for pushing the plow and breaking the ground and sowing the seed for so many years, for
Y'all have no idea what's about to happen to this movement. You have no idea. Equippers, you have no idea what's coming next for pushing the plow, for breaking the ground, and for sowing the seed, the seed of the gospel, the seed of Jesus, the seed of salvation, the seed of healing, the seed of deliverance. There is a mantle. There is an outpouring from heaven that is coming your way. If you receive it, give God a shout of praise. There's a deposit from heaven, a favor. Yeah, the mantle is symbolic of the presence, the authority, the anointing. There's favor and grace and anointing coming your way. And I don't mean like 10 years from now, the Spirit of God spoke to me. I'm sharing you what God gave me. And you all do, you do your prophetic deliberation. You test the word. Spirit of God told me to do this with you and told me to place this on you because there's a shift. There's a greater authority coming. There's greater anointing coming. There's greater resources coming. There's a greater harvest coming. There's greater grace upon grace, 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 and favor upon favor, 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 upon favor. Y'all just lift up your hands, stretch out your hands over here. There's a mantle, there's resources and harvest, there are keys to entire nations. That sounds awkward. And I don't mean the exclusivities, you know, silly conversations sometimes we have in, in the green rooms. No, God just is granting you, un, here's the word, unprecedented favor, both with God and with men. And where others have failed, you will succeed. Oh, there's a generation that's about to be reached through the anointing and the mantle upon equippers. My God, if this word is for you, somebody shout like it's yours, praise like it's yours, worship like it's yours, rejoice like it's yours, dance like it's yours, decree it like it's yours, yeah! If you're getting this, if you sense affirmation and confirmation in the spirit, raise your hand. Oh, that's cool, because you're supposed to do that. Scripturally speaking, the moment, read it, the moment the mantle fell upon Elisha, he let go of the plow. No, you, 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 that, you, you, you have no idea what you just let go of. I want you to hear me. From this moment on in Jesus' name, you will never have to worry about the resources to live out the purpose of this. Ho, 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 all the pastors, where are you? That same mantle, that same mantle, it's just, it's a collective over la familia, over la familia. So every pastor here that's in covenant with him, with Pastor Bruce, with Pastor Kathy, put a smile on your face. It's time to let go of the plow and it's time to run with your men. It's time to let go of the plow and it's time to run with your men. Are you ready to run with your mantle? Are you ready to run with your mantle? Are you ready to run with your mantle?
gonna be quick. Are there any questions? Dude, this is what's happening. You have no idea. Dude, I'm kidding you not. Ay, God, I wish. Que si entendiera lo que Dios está haciendo contigo en este momento, mano. Esto es locura, mano. This is the season of the plow is over. season of the plow is over. This mantle is, is not just to enrich exponentially the beauty of the aesthetics and the attire and the branding. This mantle, just like it was on Elijah and subsequently it fell upon Elijah, this mantle was primarily 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. It is primarily for you to declare in the midst of a complacent world and in certain parts of the world, a lukewarm church for you to say only God. This mantle authorizes you to activate the vociferous, grace-filled, loving articulation of Christ being the only way and of raising your voice. The church will never be silent ever again. We are never gonna be silent. We are never gonna be muted. We're about to raise the volume. I said we're about to raise the volume. We're about to raise the volume. Everyone who is under this mantle will never be silent again in the face of Ahab and Jezebel and Baal. Silence in the presence of God, amen, but not silent in the presence. Look up here for a second. Look up. Everybody look up. Look up. National Geographic, they, sh they, sh they showed a program, on, and right there where you're at, just, they showed a program on lions, they showed a lion, it changed my life, I wrote about it. They showed a lion that was just, just capturing more and more food for his little ones, his babies were right here. All of a sudden, there was an ambush, hyenas, there was an ambush by the enemies of the lion. And the lion ends, ends up bleeding, and it's, just, it's a National Geographic thing, it's a Discovery Channel thing. They showed the lion like this, and the lion is profusely bleeding the narrator states the following, the lion, quote, is, this is what he said, mortally wounded. And he's not, it, it seems like he won't recover and he's bleeding profusely. The babies are here. The enemies of the lion see the lion wounded and they come around this way to take the babies and kill the babies. The moment they get really close, the, the, the narrator is saying, this is a secular program, the narrator said, the lion can, as, is so weak, he can, the lion cannot even raise his head or open up his eyes. Can't lift up his claws or paws to defend. When the enemy got this close to the babies, the last thing the lion had was his roar. And the lion, wounded, bleeding, with strength to do absolutely nothing, just did a roar that was broken. It wasn't even a perfect roar. It wasn't on key, it wasn't a harmony, but it was a roar nonetheless. And the moment the lion roared, every, without exception, every single enemy fled. The narrator, the, na the narrator said this, the narrator said, the narrator said this, the enemies of the lion know very well 
that as long as he has his roar, they cannot take away what belongs to him. As long as we open up our mouths and declare the power of Jesus, as long as we preach the word, as long as we, as long as we exalt the name of Christ, they will never be able to take away what belongs to us. Are there any lions in the house? All right, we're done. Stand with me. Wait a minute, you are standing. Come here. Come here, man of God. This is the mantle of only God. For you to declare only God can do this. There are things that only God can do. Only God can make something out of nothing. <sighs> only God can make a way where there is no way. Isaiah 43, 19. Only God can repair the damage like the damage never happened. Luke 22, 51. There are things that only God can do. And now look up here now, and I'm, I'm going to conclude. <sighs> can I get the pastors from the different regions that were up here for the offering? Can you all come up here? Because you're about to get smacked with the mantle. <sighs> I need you to come up here as expeditiously as possible. Come up here quickly. Come up here quickly. Come up here, please. Come up here. Hi, how are you? Pleasure. How you guys doing? Hello there. Hey, stay pure. I love it. Bless you. Hello, Calcutta. Hello. Bless you. Italia, Italia. Hey, Italia. Que viva Roma. Bless you. Philippines. is the mantle that was on Elijah throughout the drought, the fire, and the rain. So it's the mantle of only God. It is the mantle of drought, fire, and rain. Yeah, 1 Kings 18. It, this, was the, this was on Elijah when he prayed the drought. Ooh, fuego, and then the rain. By the way, if you, if, has, any, has anybody here been through a drought spiritually, relationally, financially? Raise one hand. You've been through a couple of droughts. Raise both hands. You went through a lot of droughts in your life. Raise both hands and a foot. Just like the other night, if you've been through so many, if I Google the word drought, your, your Facebook account pops up. Your Instagram account pops up. Drought, fire, rain. So let me explain something. By the way, that's the pecking order. Don't bypass the process. People want to jump from the drought to the rain without going through the fire. And it's drought, fire, rain. After the drought comes the fire, the fire is the stage where God removes stuff within us and around us that would jeopardize the fulfillment of his purpose in our lives. It is a sanctifying fire. It is a purifying fire. He'll deal with our actions, words, deeds, and thoughts, and he'll deal with our relationships with the stuff around us. He'll even remove, on occasion, people from our lives that will very well jeopardize the fulfillment of God's destiny in our lives. So if you've been through the drought, and if you've been through the fire where God removes stuff in you and around you, put a smile on your face because the next thing coming your way is nothing less than abundant rain. Somebody shout, here comes the rain. Here comes the rain. Ezekiel 34, 26. Now, it's, I'm done here. I'm done. So it, this 
What? His mantle was provocative. The man with the mantle prophesied, did the whole thing. Fuego came down, boom. Ahab went over and spoke to his wife, 1 Kings 19. And the wife in, oh boy. In the 20th chapter, the wife comes along and then says something really crazy. I'm going to tell you what she said verbatim. When the husband came over and said, by the way, you're, you're in, in essence said, your praise and worship team is all gone. Your whole dancing team is all gone. You're, you know, everybody went, their insurance policies kicked in. They're all gone because they all died. You get it? And this is what she said verbatim now. She said this, Jezebel. This is what she said. I swear by my God, in 24 hours, the man with the mantle, the prophet, will be dead. Yeah. The mantles will provoke the prophet liars, prophet liars, the Jezebels to come out of the woodworks. But she prophesied. She, it sounded like a prophecy. She said in 24 hours, he will be dead. I want you to hear me. 24 hours passed. Elijah did not die. Now, this, is, this is an interesting story. 48 hours passed. Elijah did not die. 72 hours passed, Elijah did not die. 96 hours passed, Elijah did not die. One week passed, Elijah did not die. One month passed, Elijah did not die. One year passed, Elijah did not die. Hold on, watch this, put on your belt. One decade passed, Elijah did not die. Stop for a second, whoop. One century passed, Elijah did not die. What? One millennia passed, Elijah did not die. Man, second. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 11 says that the man with the mantle Elijah who passed the mantle over to Elisha that man is one of the few people him and Enoch they never died he was taken up in a whirlwind you're not hearing this what what does this mean what does this mean whatever the devil has declared upon you or your family or your children or your marriage or your health or your ministry the opposite will take place the opposite will take place the opposite will take place we're not even supposed to be here right now According to the prophet liars of the past, you and I are not even supposed to be here right now. There was a prophet liar, his name was Vladimir Lenin, and he declared that communism would outlast Christianity by the 21st century. A guy named Joseph Goebbels in a city called Nuremberg, Germany, back in Germany in the time of the Nazi regime, who he declared the Third Reich would outlast the church of Jesus Christ. There was a famous rock band whose name I will not mention, it wouldn't be proper, the Beatles. A singer named John Lennon who declared that the Beatles had received and would receive more worship, more praise and adoration than the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, it's the year of our Lord, 2018. Lenin is dead. The Third Reich is dead. The Beatles do not exist. But the Church of Jesus is still alive and well. The Church of Christ is still alive and well. Are there any believers in the house? Are there 
still standing because the purpose of God, you're standing because what God has placed on you is greater than anything hell can place in front of you. Ah, oh, you missed it. You're still standing, permit me to reiterate. You're still standing, not because you perfectly held on to God, but because God perfectly held on to you. You're still standing, not because your faith is so efficient, but rather because His grace is always sufficient. You're still standing because you learned that when life throws you rocks, you build an altar. Raise both hands. So, Pastor, God just, God told me, equippers, the season which the plow was necessary. Again, you can't carry the mantle unless you push the plow of the greater portion, of the greater portion. It's not a coincidence. The mantle didn't fall on the guy who was binging Netflix. The mantle fell upon the guy who knew how to push the plow, break the ground and sow the seed on hard days and easy days. And your season of pushing the plow comes to an end right here. The season of the mantle is alive and well. Pastors, I want you to raise your hands. Pastor Sam, come here. En el nombre de Jesús, yo declaro sobre tu vida y sobre tu espíritu y sobre tu destino. I declare and I speak into your destiny and your purpose. An exponential increase. An exponential increase. An exponential increase. Right now, in the name of Jesus, the anointing, the favor, the grace, the wisdom, the knowledge, the flow of the giftings of God, where signs and wonders will continuously follow you everywhere you go. And it will be part, incorporated, institutionalized in the DNA of equippers. Wherever you hear equippers, wherever someone that's in covenant with this mantle appears, the atmosphere will shift towards righteousness and justice. Wherever there is someone from this tribe, every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness has to surrender. And everything that was stolen has to be given back. And there has to be restitution. And there has to be remuneration. And there has to be restoration. Stretch out your hands over here. Oh. Whoo. And there's a younger generation that will receive the mantle. Elijah ran with the mantle in 1 Kings 18, 46 against Ahab's chariot. The Bible says that Elijah tucked it in because he was running, he didn't want to trip over the mantle. We've seen too many trip over the mantle. And we need to restore them. Indeed, where there's viable repentance, they have to be restored. We do a terrible job in restoring our, our wounded and our fallen. But we need to be the generation that learns how to manage the mantle, where we don't trip over what God places upon us. We have to learn to tuck it in, not for our sake, not because our reputation, no, because there's another generation that needs what we carry. Somebody just look at your neighbor, tell them, don't trip. Tell your other neighbor, tell them, don't trip. 
All right, y'all right here? Stretch out your hands. I'm just going to lay hands on him. There's a shift. There's a shift. Hay un cambio. The season of the plow is over. Where's Bruce? Boy, did you ever push the plow. You, he pushed the plow in very, you pushed the plow in very difficult, precarious grounds. Boy, did you ever push the plow. Y'all stretch out your hands. Stop fooling around. Stretch out your hands here. Seal this. Seal this. This is, that's the plow of perseverance. This is the mantle of promotion. Not over a man, but over a movement, over an anointing, over a grace, over a favor. And yes, over a man who said yes. Receive that mantle in its fullness by the power of God in the name of Jesus. If you're going to give it up for Jesus, give it up like he deserves it. I need you just to step up a little bit, step up a little bit. Step up a little. Can you all help me out? Just stretch out your hands, stretch out your hands. Wow. Just, that's easy. Oh Lord, we worship you, oh God. We worship you, oh God. Where are my Europeans? My Europeans, everybody from Europe, I need you together. Like, yes, we're gonna segregate, okay? Go ahead. Go together, all my Europeans. All my Europeans, where are you? I, I, I kid you not, as a group, come together. This is all Europe? I need you to hear me. Europe is about to experience an awakening and a move of God. That it hasn't seen since the early church. <laughs> I know it sounds like, no, like that's not like, oh, that's cute, that's an affirmation. No, that's the word of the Lord. Europe is about to see an outpouring of God's power and presence and glory. The continent of secularism, the continent that who pushed back on religion for various reasons, and the, the, the content that the continent that drank the Kool-Aid of oh boy, that there's a shift coming, and the shift will be very intense. It'll be very powerful. I want you to hear me, and it's through the conduit. Now listen, it's through his church, right? But it's not, it's not the kumbaya church. It's not the politically correct church. It's not the comfortable church. It's not the complacent church. Listen to this. Here's a word in my spirit resonating. It's the nonconformist. If you do not conform 
are you with me? Take care of the widow and the orphan and do not conform to the, those that are the nonconformists. You're going to see an outpouring of God in your respective nations. And, and by the way, the millennial generation and the Z generation will lead the way in the revival and in the awakening of the power of God. So I need your help. I'm going I'm to wrap. I need your help. For the next 45 seconds, what I say now, I want you to pray with more intensity that this prayer will shift the atmosphere in Europe, where this prayer will unleash the harvest. The Bible says in the book of Acts that the Holy Spirit adds on to the church daily. So what I say now, I want you to pray in your language, in the Holy Spirit, in English, in French, Italian, whatever it may be, in Mori, whatever it may be, but pray. Matter of fact, pray in the Holy Ghost. Ready? One, two, three. Can you all just, can you all just stretch out your hands here? Stretch out your hands here. So India, brilliant engineers, mathematicians, brilliant, 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 brilliant. Yeah, I don't know what you all drink, but it works. <laughs> brilliant. So you're privy because you actually repeated this. You repeated the fact that the percentage of Bible-believing Christians, it's, the, the, the legal term would be de minimis, Right? but it's not the minimus prophetically. So what if I tell you that those percentages are about to radically change? What if I tell you that, that, that the power of the Holy Spirit will be so strong and the signs and wonders will be of such intensity and they can't be denied that those that are looking for a, a solution, a healing, a deliverance, and a breakthrough will only find it exclusively in the power of Christ. What if I tell you that all over India there's going to be an awakening, a move of God. Atmospheres are beginning to shift. What if I tell you, what if I tell you you were born for this hour? What if I tell you you're not alive by coincidence? What if I tell you there's an anointing coming by the power of God, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ooh, y'all one more time. Y'all stretch out your hands, sisters. Help me out here, sisters. Ooh, wow, wow. Whoa. These are my Asian Spanish cousins. They're from the Philippines. That's right. You get it? Asian Sp Spanish cousins. Forget it. Right? You don't get that. It's just, and all the, all the islands and all the islands in the Pacific and going up all the way up. My God. It's just a move. It's una ola del espíritu. And it's not the weird stuff. It's the wired. Like the real, legitimate, authentic, measurable, palpable move of God. You all stretch out your hands one more time. Oh, wow. 
missionaries will come out of your region to change the world. Some of you may know what this means. The next Smith Wigglesford, the, the next Catherine Coleman's, the next, they will emerge out of this region of the world. Do you understand this? The next Billy Grahams will come out of this region of the world. Show in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Woo, give me your hands, give me your hands. Multiply. In the name of Christ, even Marketplace Ministries, we speak an unleashing. In Hong Kong, in, in, in Hong Kong, we speak businessmen in Hong Kong to receive a revelation of Jesus in the next weeks and months that will change their lives. In Jesus' name. Can, I, can you put your hand here? Can you put your hand here? Can you put your hand here? And, and Lord, right now, the mantle, listen carefully, I don't even know what this means. I, I, I just work here. I'm the pizza delivery guy. Don't make the pizza. I just deliver. There's an anointing, and the anointing is so strong, and whoever comes in contact with this mantle, I don't even know what this means. Every vestige of addiction will fall that very moment in the name of Jesus. And the setting free of people, of deliverance, the Lord says, I'm increasing the anointing wherever you go, the captives will be set free. They will be set free, immediately emancipated by the grace-filled work of Christ. In the name of Jesus, receive it, receive it. Now, you all lift up your hands together, everybody. So, I say, I'm at, I, all I, it's just push the plow, push the plow. And then God says, the mantle. Bible says, 1 Kings 19, 19, that when the mantle came down, they let go of the plow. I want you to hear me. Every time the mantle comes down, you got to let go of something. Let go. Whatever God tells you to let go of, let go. It could be old wineskins, old way of doing things. It could be whatever it may be. Just let go. Let it go. Somebody say, let it go. In the words of that Disney hymn, no, let it go. Let it go. I got one minute and 28 seconds or I'm contractually obligated to drop the microphone and run away. Y'all lift up your hands. Every single person here who says, Pastor Sam, was that only for the pastors? The answer is no. If you're saying, what about me? I've been pushing in my family, in my marriage, in my kids, in my relationship, in my faith walk. I've been pushing. I have a minute and seven seconds. If you got this word and God spoke to you and God told you, Ooh, this is your time for the mantle, when I count the three, how were you? I would accelerate your path towards this front area because I got to let go in 54 seconds. One, two, three, hurry up and get here. This is your season. Of, this is it. This is your hour. You know what I'm talking about. Pushing the plow. You know what that means. On good days and bad days, on sunny days and rainy days. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Worship team, where are you? You guys are phenomenal. Love that. I love that. Love that. Pastors, I know it's, going, I know it's uncomfortable, awkward, logistically, it's a mess. I'm going to get in trouble, probably not get invited again. Whatever. That's all right. I'm from California. I know what it is to be laughed at. Here's what I want you to do. If you can help me, you see these people here? We're going to go old school, which means we're going to physically touch people. Okay? Now, we don't push and we don't do any of that. We're not that group, right? We're just, we just let God be God. But can you all help me and invade the crowd? And let's impart what God has imparted here, over here, while you lead us in that song. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. 